You're listening to Racing World, brought to you by Perspective Group. It's your motorsport podcast show in conjunction with Race Control Magazine. Well, hi guys, welcome to another edition of Racing World. We're back in the Bambino workshop, you might call it. Bob, just before we get started on the show, not a hell of a lot's happened since I was here last time. Uh, no, no. No? I've got to say, there has nothing happened with the Bambino at all. <laughs> but however, I've been out and bought more screwdrivers because oh. somebody commented on there that there wasn't enough screwdrivers here. Or maybe they said there's too many, I can't remember. Yeah. So I bought some more screwdrivers, some pretty ones. Looking sharp, looking sharp. <laughs> well, eventually we will do a show about the Bambino and its progress. Don't but, uh, hang about, but just, just don't say that. That could be an awful long time. That could be Series 93. <laughs> Loads of Kiwis around the world competing in motorsport over the weekend. We've got so much for you in this show, but we thought we'd kick it off straight away with IndyCar. Well, yes, onwards to the IndyCar part of the show today. And um, Road America, isn't it an amazing venue? Four miles round, one lap, four miles about a 147, 148-minute lap. It's an extremely long lap, extremely fast corners, challenging uphills, downhills, long sweeping curves, you name it, it's got it. It's a spectator's joy. It's set in a, a national park in the Wisconsin area, so it's just fantastic. And as Joseph Newgarden said after qualifying, uh, it's a track that IndyCar belongs at, and uh, I think he sums it up very well, and it is a track. It just shows how good these cars are. Of course, tables were to turn for Newgarden during the race, and uh, you know there's some interesting stats that have come out uh, in relation to all of those sorts of things. Newgarden has led out of the possible 125 laps of racing that we've had over the last couple of weeks. Newgarden has led 99 of that 125 laps and still not come away with a win. Penske have been leading three races. That's Will Power, Joseph, twice, uh, with four laps to go and still not converted a win. We now have two two-time winners with Alex Palau uh, getting his second win today as well. So how'd the race go? Well, it had lots of drama really, didn't it? But I think one of the most amazing sights was one of the, the uh, pit stop sequences where 22 of the 25 car field pitted and then exited the pit lane. And look at this vision of the cars. Think of the crews in the pit lane. This is dramatic stuff at its finest, really. And uh, all credit to all of those guys. A little bit of wheel banging, but not much. But just think of the guys working in pit lane. That is an incredibly crowded pit lane. Looking at the race then, well, really, you know, it was Joseph's. He kind of owned it. There was some other leaders that weren't amongst there, like Max Chilton, uh, Kevin Magnuson there for a while, which was fantastic on his debut. but they were all out of phase and eventually the fuel stop cycle played round and it was always going to be Newgarden, Palau, someone from around that area. And, you know, unfortunately for Joseph with that gearbox issue where the car wouldn't change up, it would only change down. It was just worse and worse and worse for him. And, uh, you know, he got swamped by the field at the end of the day. And that's an incredibly hard thing to take. For Alex, it's the complete other extreme. He knows now he's in this championship hunt. Big mover uh, was Dixon um, and getting back up to fourth, ran the red tyres in the last part of the race. That was a huge gamble knowing that the tyre degradation around the circuit was massive and yet they took the punt. So good credit to to him and the team on the number nine car, Mike Hull for the strategy. It paid off Dixon back in the points game. He's still a few points behind but he's a solid third again and uh, well within grasp of taking the championship lead somewhere along the line. Don't forget Mid-Ohio's next and that's a Dixon track in two weeks time. 
But for our race winner, it's another big victory for Ganassi. Three of the, their cars finished in the top 10, with Ericsson also coming back from a spin, still getting into the top 10. So credit to the Ganassi team. And for our winner, Alex Palau. Yeah, it was amazing. We had a really good car during the race. And yeah, I don't know, HPD did an amazing job because we were able to overtake him before the corner. So super happy, super proud of the Chip Ganassi racing team. And yeah, I can't believe it. And then no matter what way you look at it, you've got to feel extremely sorry for Joseph Newgarden, all the efforts going in there. He kind of looked like he owned this event, really. He was strong on the first day's practice, very, very strong uh, with taking the pole position, you know, the day before yesterday, and then the race today, leading all those laps and then have it come to nothing. It's got to be hard. Uh, so down the front straightaway, once, as soon as I got the fifth gear, um, tried to sick, shift to sixth, and it didn't, it didn't take the selection, so I was stuck in fifth. Um, tried to was trying to get it up to sixth gear and it wouldn't go, and then I got stuck in fifth in turn one, and then finally got it to go down, and I just could not get it to upshift after that. So I got down to first essentially, um, just trying to stay out of the mayhem and just couldn't couldn't get the thing to upshift. So uh, I'm not sure what happened. You know, it's obviously um, disappointing for all of us, but we had a I know we had a great car. We had a, we had a good car all day. We were doing everything we needed to surviving yellows. Um, you know, surviving the fuel game. I felt like our car was a rocket ship. Team Chevy did a great job for us. We had such amazing fuel mileage um, and good power. So I'm super pleased for all of that. Really, really proud of our team, proud of our partners. Just, I guess it wasn't meant to be again, you know. I think we got fast cars. It's just not working out for some reason right now. So we're going to claw. We'll call back, believe me. You know, this is not what I was planning for coming out of this day. I would have liked us to have been a little closer, but what are we, 88? It's just a different challenge for, for when we go to next week. So, um, yeah, we'll get after it. Well, I'm sure Joseph will do just that. He'll get after it, and you cannot rule him out. And they're in good sort of position still in the points. Him and Simon Pagano for Team Penske, they're, they're in the game, and there are big points still on the table, so let's not rule that out. As for Dixon, well, it's been a bit of a swing. The last three weeks have been a bit up and down, but again, he delivered a fourth place today. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think the last three weekends, had we had a little bit of luck go our way, it would have been a totally different kind of outcome in the you know, Indy double at Detroit, you know, with qualifying issues and things like that, and, and then, you know, the problems we had here. So I don't want to say that we're always having problems, but the last three weeks have been tough. So if we can get on a bit of a roll here, have a bit of a smooth time, I think, you know, the number nine will be uh, will be in contention, will be strong. But, you know, it's great for the team, you know, obviously to see, you know, Marcus get a win, Palou now with two wins. Uh, we've had a win, you know, it's, it's big for, for everybody at Chikonasi Racing. A lot, of, a lot of happy faces, which is good to see. And one that I've become a real fan of right now is Roman Grosjean. He was in there quickest on the first day of practice. Uh, he's doing things for Dale Coyne Racing that really haven't been done in many, many years since maybe the late Justin Wilson. He's putting the car there on a regular basis, and he certainly did that today. This type of track suited him. Phenomenal drive, uh, aggressive, planned, uh, well calculated, and it was just great to see Roman back in the hunt once again. Hey guys, top five in Road America. Uh, what a day, what a race. Uh, we had some really cool uh, battle out there. Uh, it was a wide race, but we uh, really made some good setup change from uh, warm up to the race, and the car felt good. Uh, managed the degradation of tires pretty well, so uh, really pleased with the work of the team, and uh, hopefully more fun races in Mid Ohio in a couple of weeks. And then, as I mentioned earlier on, you know, these Ganassi boys, they're all scoring points this year. Marcus Eriksson had a spin in the race. 
uh, and still managed to get back inside the top 10. It just shows you the level of performance that's coming out of uh, the Ganassi group right now and everyone at Woodland Drive must be thinking, yes, we're on to this. But that comes from hard work and that's how you reap the rewards. And that's not taking anything away from Jimmy Johnson. This was always going to be a very hard year for him. But he's starting to creep up the field as well. So good performance from him again today. But importantly, another good, solid performance from Marcus Ericsson. Yeah, so a race here in Road America, I think it was uh, a race which had a bit of everything for us on the 8th car, uh, the 8th Husky Chocolate Honda. Uh, started off well, we were, we were running strongly, making positions, moving up the field. Um, so it was looking really good, but then I did a, a big driver <laughs> error out of turn 3 and spun. Uh, couldn't believe it, but yeah, I, that's what happened. Uh, luckily, the, the um, safety crew came out and restarted our car so we could keep going on the, on the lead lap. And then from then on, you know, it was all about, you know, uh, getting back. And, and I did some awesome overtakes. The guys did perfect pit stops and strategy. So to get back to P6 there after that spin uh, in the middle of the race was pretty, pretty cool. So happy with that. But uh, and great for the team with, with Alex win. Well, as Marcus says, it's great for the team and they play a team game at Ganassi. I've always seen that. I've seen it firsthand. They play a team game. They never point fingers at each other. They take it as a team. They win as a team. They lose as a team. And that's the way you win championships as a team, regardless of which driver it becomes. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out because I think it could be a nice little Alex Palau, Scott Dixon play out just yet. Another driver that was sort of become a bit of a super sub in the last two weekends, he's been with two different teams, was Oliver Askew. Great to see him back in the car after all the dramas he had last year and a good, good, solid performance for Ed Carpenter Racing today. Hey everyone, Oliver Askew here. Uh, just finished the race here in Road America uh, for Ed Carpenter Racing in the direct supply number 21 car. Um, honestly, it was, it was a really enjoyable race. Um, struggled there towards the end with some strategy options that didn't really play out and then it ended up playing out for us. So um, we caught a yellow there at the end that helped punch the field up and we were on new reds and were able to uh, pass a couple of cars to finish P12. So yeah, very happy about that. And uh, yeah, thank you to Ed Carpenter Racing and everyone for the opportunity. Well, apart from the return of Oliver Askew for two weekends in a row, we also saw a few first-time uh, drivers at this track. One of them, obviously, Kevin Magnuson, and the other, Aaron McLaren entry. And then Cody Ware making his debut. Good, solid performance. A 19th place finish for Cody Ware. Not really a lot known about him. No IndyCar experience as such. Team had very little experience, but a 19th place on debut. That's um, that's not too bad. Man, what an awesome debut here at Road America. Came home P19. Really happy just to race hard all the way to the checkered flag. Got to learn around some great people. Raced hard, learned a lot, trying to figure these things out. So just really couldn't ask for a better day. Thanks to Nurtech ODT, Dalecoin Racing, Rick Ware Racing, and everybody that made the day possible. Just super glad to be here. Well, there you go, Bob. Another IndyCar round. Two Kiwis in there. It wasn't bad, was it? It was a bloody good race. It really was a good race. I love I that four-mile circuit. Man, that's cool. Grosjean said, I think, that he reminded him of Spa. And um, I can understand that. Trees, mm, not exactly Spa, because it would have been <laughs> cold, wet, raining. It would have been all sorts of other things. But, yeah, certainly a great place to be. Joseph Newgarden, you know, it doesn't matter what you think about Penske. <sighs> Just such a shame. And Scott McLaughlin... I don't know, maybe the euphoria of the first couple of three races yes. has suddenly got to him and he's now realising he's got to work. He, the talent is still there, no, no oh, doubt about no, that. No talent is still there. He's just got to learn other things. It's the realities of IndyCar now, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, people yeah. are getting all those IndyCar drivers and getting it's their tight. elbows out and they're starting to get a bit tough on things. So 
there were good bits and bad bits all the way through. But the good bit was, what a bloody good race. It yeah. was a good race. Bodes so well for Mid-Ohio in a couple of weeks. I just think that these are circuits, as Joseph said, these are circuits that an IndyCar was built for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, precisely that. IndyCar is either that sort of circuit or an oval. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, Not the street courses. Street circuit? No. Nah, no. They're, they're, they bring money in from, it's like Formula One, it brings money in from the city, it brings money in from having <laughs> spectators sitting there. Uh, but no, you've got to see those cars, like Spa for Formula One, you've got to see those cars out in the open racing for what they were designed for, simple as that. Well, moving on, massive, massive weekend for New Zealanders around the world in motorsport. Not quite sure where we'll start, so we'll go DTM, Liam Lawson, eh? DTM, the hey? German Touring Car Championship, the Deutsche Tourenwagen Meisterschaft, as it's called, now GT3, effectively. Yeah, because it's certainly and, not um, DTM look of old, is it? No, going back to... His first race in Formula 2, he won the race, his first race, his debut race, going straight on to DTM. He win his, wins his first race in DTM. Liam Lawson, what a staggering performance. His second race, maybe not so good, but he had 55 kilos of extra ballast, ballast on that car, and he was kind of turned around, so I think the second race would have been you know, equally as impressive. His driving was impressive, but what a good performance from his point of view. Nick Cassidy as well, I've got to say, in Formula E, I tried to watch Formula E from Puerto Rico. Yes, so did I, so did I. I had it all recorded. <laughs> practice one, practice two, qualifying, <laughs> race one. I lasted three laps. I'm, I'm sorry. I will, as I've said a dozen times before, I'll support Nick and Mitch and whichever Kiwi else is in that series. But I can't watch it. I just, just can't I'm watch it. I'm still a little bit opposed to the, because of the shape of the cars and the bodywork on the cars, a bit of the biff and bash. It's not, yeah, you but know. It's, but I don't know what it, it is. It's hard to watch, it isn't it? it? it and that circuit mine. wasn't pretty. No, it really. Mine. No, and Nice try, but it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. Um, anyway, congratulations to Nick Cassidy, his first podium, second position in race two. He, he um, crashed in race one, but... Yeah. Uh, so I read. I didn't see it, I've got to say. Um, so, yeah, um, good on him. Just before we him. leave Liam, isn't it significant that he takes his first DTM win in a Ferrari at Monza? I know. How cool is that, eh? I know. How cool is I mean, that? It's the last time a Ferrari won at Monza. Yeah, and in the German Touring Car Series as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. But anyway, uh, other things that happened, local rally, South Canterbury. Yep. Um, Hayden Patton became the New Zealand champion. For Already the third time, <laughs> yeah. In the, in that rally, I didn't see the rally. I read a little bit about it. There was yeah. so much to watch this weekend. I found myself my eyes glued to the <laughs> to the chair to the sofa. By the time you go through all the um, the supercars and and then well, everything else, everybody, it, most people watching this will have watched some sort of motorsport over the weekend. Well, I watched a bloody lot. Well, except Formula E, I watched everything. Supercars would go to really. Um, Shane Magizbergen, what a staggering. He would have won three out of three if they hadn't had the love, the um, pit stop screw up on, on yeah. the mechanical yeah. fault on the um, on the rear wheel. Interesting, though, a couple of other teams had the same problem. I wonder if it's something with that circuit with the super soft tyres they were running for the first time this year. I, mean, I, I don't know, maybe it's generic to mm. the heat build-up because it was hot up there. Yeah, that's you know, right. It was 50, 60 degrees track temperature. Um, so I, I wonder if it was that. But Shane Mangisberg and what a superb 
Superb run. Oh, wonderful. Um, a lot of talk about Gen 3, and I'm sure that's going to uh, develop, and I think probably in a, in a few shows from now, because I know you're dying at the bit, Mark Fogarty. We'll get you back on the show, and you can tell us exactly what it is. Now that you're kind of out of lockdown in Victoria, that means it's safe for us to Zoom call you. So Perhaps we'll he knows do that. how to fix up a... Yeah, he could work on the Bambino. Bambino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we turn that into the supercar. There you go, Gen 3. We'll call it a Fogues, um, <laughs> Bambino 500. Maybe that's, maybe that's something for Murphy at Bathurst. <laughs> the older generation. Yeah. Uh, then I guess moving on to the, the main topic, Formula One. Where do we start there? Yeah, Formula One, where do we start? Well, it was a great race. That, that's all there is to it. It yep. was a really good race, which is the last thing I expected it to be at Paul Ricard. Uh, I, I echo Martin Brundle's commentary a lot of the time. Those stripes just do my head in. Yeah, really very hard to watch eh, as a viewer. It, it becomes quite hard when they go above the whole thing. Anyway, the stripes are there for a reason. It probably saved a lot of um, uh, car damage over the weekend. Okay, whatever it was. But Ricard is not the most exciting place to have a race. It is a very good test circuit. That's why people yeah. go there. But because it's a good test circuit, it's not necessarily translating to a good race. But like a but Barcelona. The cars, but the cars made it a good race. Um, those who really had a good weekend, well, Max Verstappen for a start. In the end, Perez had a, in the other Red Bull, they had a fantastic weekend. Um, I think McLaren, they had a good weekend. Lando mm. Norris and, and Danny Ricciardo, they were racing between themselves and did well. Um Fernando Alonso, we saw him come gradually come back. He's just crept up to the top a little bit there. They're improving that car. Um, George Russell had a good weekend. George Russell, he did. Best certainly. result in the Williams yeah, for him. Yeah, he did certainly. And to a certain extent, Vettel. And and I suppose you can tail onto that straw because he yeah. started at the very back. So that car is improving in its, um, in its speed and Vettel is certainly improving in its speed. Others who didn't have such a good weekend, Ferrari, what the hell happened there? Yeah, Somebody you know, punctured they, they, their tyres, They, 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 they were in the game for a little bit and then they weren't in the game and then they really weren't in the well, game. in the race, they weren't in the game at all. No. I just, I'm, I, I think Carlos anything. has got the measure of, of Leclerc at the moment uh, yeah, in the inter-team I, battle. In, in many ways, yeah, I don't think that's done and dusted yet. I think it's going to change a little bit. Um, clearly... Science has, has adapted to the car faster than you would think, certainly faster than Ricardo's adapted to the McLaren. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Who else? Bottas, what a, yeah. Well, I was going to get to the Bottas subject. You he, know, the, the uh, argument with the team over the team radio. Oh, that's is, fair enough. Yeah, but that's is this enough. just more signs of the fact that this whole contract renewal thing is starting to do his head in as well? well maybe so. The maybe he's just pissed off that he was denied the chance to be on the podium. Oh, yeah. And, and he was agree. kind of playing the team game. But apart from Bottas and apart from Hamilton, it was Mercedes that got it wrong. Mercedes still, to this moment, I was reading about an hour ago, um, and this is Tuesday after the race when we saw it, Mercedes still don't know where half a second went that Max Verstappen got in front of Lewis Hamilton. They can account for two... two seconds, but they mm. can't account for the two and a half seconds. They have got no idea. So that was clearly a screw-up by them. Yuki Tsunoda's still struggling, isn't he, with that? A little bit now. Well, when you put him in context with Gasly, and Gasly's, Gasly's shining you know, doing, right now. doing really well. So it was a weekend of ups and downs for lots of people. But once again, like IndyCar, it was a bloody good race. It really was. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing we want to see at the front, because things were happening all the time between those two drivers. There was intrigue on the, if you looked at the times, I mean, I've got two or three screens open looking at times and all sorts of things. It was an intriguing race. Mm. It was an intriguing race on, on the track as well, as was Formula 2, incidentally. I don't know if anybody saw this, the main feature race of Formula 2 there, which um, 
Young Doohan, Jack Doohan won, Mick Doohan's son, he won it. It was in the wet and he drove really well. That was quite a good race at the front. So suddenly, Paul Ricard, what's gone on? Um, they've changed the surface a little bit. They've reprofiled a couple of little corners. I don't know what the difference is, but suddenly the cars are racing yeah, with just, the drivers. Just, just hard to watch as a television thing because of all those painted lines and, mm. and everything. It just it kind of gives you a bit of a headache. But you know, from a racing mm. point of view, if you're a driver, the only thing that I thought of as a driver is how you get your reference points. Like on a normal track, let's use, say, Silverstone as the example, you know certain landmarks. There are no landmark references, no, are really. there? No, you know? no. But anyway, no. it is what it is. They move on to Red Bull mm. Ring now. They do uh, for a couple of weeks there so they can relax. Well, it's going to be very strange because the entire Formula One paddock has to wear masks. Nobody else in Austria needs to wear masks. <laughs> so as soon as they leave the paddock, they take the masks off. COVID masks, of course. Hey, don't talk to me about masks. Yeah, no, no, you're going to Tokyo. You'll find out all about it. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, honestly, I don't know who's going to win. I've got no idea who's going to win. I think the... Um, Maybe the momentum, if there is momentum in, in motorsport, which I doubt, but whatever momentum there is goes with Red Bull. And makes yes, it does at the moment. Um, Perez is looking stronger and stronger when he needs to be. Um, so, yeah, who's going to win? I, I don't know. I really don't know. Is anybody else going to butt into those four cars? Anybody else going to butt into those two teams? Well, you know, you could say McLaren. And it's great McLaren finished, you know, off the podium, but fifth, sixth, but they were a minute or nearly a minute behind yeah. the leaders. Yeah. Nearly a minute, 55 seconds, I think, in the end, behind. So you could say, yeah, look at the points. They're wonderful. They're beating Ferrari. But all the rest of the teams are just the relevance. Nowhere. They're just yeah. nowhere at the moment. So they've really got to do well there. Um, but anyway, I, I thought the whole weekend was great. I really I want to say again, Shane Van Gisbergen in supercars. Um, good racing. It was very good racing, lots of leaning on things, lots of people making mistakes. Uh, Shane Mag is, again, his overtaking manoeuvre on um, Di Pasquale, race one, where he went down the inside and just muscled his way through. I don't know how Shane does that, but he did it. Yeah. He, he'll it's do it again and again. And the confidence in the yeah. car as well, knowing yeah. that the car's going to hold yeah. underneath you. Yeah. So we're, I mean, this weekend we've got exact almost the same, no V8 supercars, We've got almost the same thing again with Formula One and Indy IndyCar because no, they're all uh, out again. Week off for IndyCar. Uh, yes, that's, sorry, that's yeah. right. Sorry, yeah. was there was quite was exciting. talk of moving yeah. that, but it's I'm not. I'm looking now. at the old calendar yeah. and stuff. So yeah, we've um, got more to come. The the interesting part, which kind of applies to all of these championships that we talk about here on Racing World, is the fact that we're virtually July now. We're at that halfway point of the seasons for most categories, certainly for IndyCar, pretty close to Formula One, certainly close for Supercar. This is where championships suddenly start to get decided. <clears throat> That's right. And it's it's good to see the championship in, let's say, the major formula, IndyCar, is so close. I mean, Scott oh, Dixon is not very fantastic. far away. He's in third position. Yeah, he's he less than a win away now. Well, he went into that weekend 36 points behind and he's come out. 50-something, oh, what is yeah. it? Behind, Whatever it is. Yeah. So he is behind first place. His teammate's in first place, which is oh, quite amazing they say, for him. Chip, chip likes winners. <laughs> so, yeah, it would be good to see um, the, the Scott come up a little bit. And, you know, I'd like to see the Penske guys come up and make the competition. Well, yeah, as I, as I said in the earlier piece uh, on the IndyCar report, of the last 125 laps competed in IndyCar, 
99 of them have been led by Joseph Newgarden yeah. and he still hasn't converted still a one. Hasn't won yet. You know? no. So there's there's lots to go. And plus, look, look at Roman Grosjean. I mean, he's still oh, out there fantastic. racing and enjoying himself. But his mate, sort of his mate, now and again his mate from yeah. Formula One, from Look, I got it here. Past <laughs> Formula One. I, I think he put up a really good fist of that when oh, you think yeah. he did. Incredibly hard. Yeah, n- n- not pre-race practice anyway. Practices in the racing weekend. Getting into a car like that, at a track like that, yeah. up against those guys all muscling themselves around, I think he did a very good job. I really do. No. And I think if he ever gets another chance, because I think, um, you know, He's maybe not going to get another chance this year unless there's another stand-in. Oh, yeah, I think you'll, we'll see both those drivers that were down, uh, you know, Rosenquist and VK. They'll be back and, you know, Askew did a great job as a sub. That's strange, um, that, isn't it? He, he yeah. was really up there all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, it was just great because I think he got a bit of a, a tough blow after the crash at Indy last year. But it's just fantastic, you know, and once again... Thank you guys for taking the time out of your days to either listen, because I've had a lot of people say that they listen. <laughs> I guess they're put off by watching us. Yeah, but you can watch so. us too on YouTube. And then we you thank can see you so my screwdrivers. Yeah, exactly. The screwdriver set. And Simply, the progress of the Bambina. Yeah, or the lack of progress of the Bambina. But Simply, that's our supercar for the Bathurst 1000. <laughs> yeah, we're in about year 2050. Um, and send in your um, suggestions for. Uh, different size yeah. screwdrivers well just oh, yeah. just everything that you want to know we're here yeah. to try and help you next week we're coming from or well, i'm coming from and we'll hook up with bob from the motorsport new zealand elite academy in uh otago so i might have to pack my thermals for down there probably won't i yeah i think you will we yeah. always had yeah. to every other year yeah, thanks. another note on that um it's a shame that marco giltrap cannot make it exactly. because he was selected to go to the um uh, the academy this year the elite academy Obviously, his accident at Taupo has precluded that. That's a bit of a shame. Marco Giltrap, I hope he gets well. He's a budding young driver. Um, he's not the loudest guy out there in, in terms of uh, yelling his own skill and talent, but he's got skill and talent, and he's going to be, uh, he's yep. going to be a good race driver if, even when he comes back soon, I hope. Yeah, we'll miss you, Marco, but there'll be a lot of other things that we'll be able to bring to you from Otago. And then, yes, as it's been documented with the mask wearing, I'm off to Japan for the Olympics. I'll be catching up with Bob across the entire time. The show won't stop. We'll use that Zoom technology once again. Uh, you can go and sit in the Bambino or whatever no, to connect with me. We'll I'll be Bambino in my room, probably with my mask on, and we'll catch up with you on Racing World. Thanks so much once again. Uh, I'll see you in about a month's time or so, thereabouts. Yep, I'll be around. And I'll see you every other week on uh, Zoom anyway. Or I'll be mowing the lawns. Thanks, thanks again. We'll see you again soon. Stay safe out there as well.